Welcome to episode number two of the University of Vermont Medical Center Nursing Podcast Series, created for nurses. By nurses. I am Colleen Roach, a nurse on SHEP4 Hemonc unit. And I'm Robert Hamble, a heart failure clinician. So this is a grassroots effort. We're trying to get some information out to you guys, including new initiatives, current events, and a chance to celebrate some of the highlights of the great work happening here at the hospital. We really appreciate your patience as we attempt to get it loaded onto iTunes and make this a little bit more accessible. Last month, we had a really great turnout. We really appreciate all the people that listened to our first podcast about Nurses Week. It went off with a hit. Um, I really enjoyed the Wellness Day. I couldn't believe over 100 people were at the yoga. Nice. I ended up going to the Carolyn Jones viewing of Defining Hope, and I walked away definitely feeling inspired. So. Yeah. It was a great uh, great week overall. Yeah. How many listeners did we end up having? We had over 100 listeners. It awesome. was really great for the first time ever doing a podcast. So thanks again. Yeah, thanks. So today we're going to talk about how the hospital is almost like a little city. It's like we all have our, each unit is like its own little neighborhood, and we don't always get to hear about what other people are doing. So we have a nurse joining us who is doing some really great work. Our guest today is Jada Barton. How long have you been a nurse here at the hospital? Hi, Colleen. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be one of your first interviewees here yes, on the podcast. Yes, you are our very first. Hello, fellow nurses. Um, I have been a nurse here at the hospital for 15 years. 15 years? That means you get luggage. I, I chose the bread maker, uh, Robert. Bread maker. I think a, lots of good choices. Yeah, it was the line that says you could come home to fresh smelling bread that oh, sold me. We're so. going to her house then. That's we'll right. See. It's Every night I'm going to come there. Fresh <laughs> bread. <laughs> so you worked in the SICU and you recently moved over to the ED and you are also um, recently got your RN4, is that right? That's correct. I uh, received my RN4 when I was in a staff nurse in the SICU um, on McClure 3 and then I, I transitioned with my RN4 down to the emergency department. That's great that it follows you. Yeah, yeah, it's super exciting. I just needed a different transition. I uh, use my brain in a different way, interact with different people. I miss my SICU nurses, family, friends, LNAs, and everybody, and I'm gaining a bunch of new family and friends down in the emergency department. Yeah, that's great. What, what were the steps to becoming a staff nurse for? Oh, great question, Colleen. Um, I actually had a bunch of initiatives that I was very, very passionate about that I um, poured some time into and um, you know got some management support and was able to launch these initiatives, such as the uh, physician orientation to the ICU, the resident orientation. Um, and through that support and the launching of these initiatives, I you know, opened up avenues to meeting different people and uh, different opportunities kept coming my way to kind of step outside the ICU and uh, be a part of the greater community at, here at UVM. I love that. Yeah, I know one of the things that you're really passionate about and you had a really awesome experience was Team Heart. Can you talk a little bit more about what you did with Team Heart? Sure, Robert. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Team Heart is um, a volunteer-based team that goes over to Rwanda and uh, we provide heart surgery for patients that have valvular heart disease. So these patients are patients that have gotten some type of infection when they were young. They have no access to primary care, therefore no antibiotics, so they get these big stiff valves in there. Um, and we literally fly our whole team and all of our equipment, including our perfusion equipment, over to Africa, Rwanda, in fact. And uh, this past year, we performed 16 successful surgeries. Wow. Um, and the patients are doing really, really 
well, actually. So it's very rewarding. How many people from the hospital went with you? From here, I believe there was about four people. Um, I was the only ICU nurse that went, though, so that was an exciting experience to kind of join a pre-established team, and, and uh, we had a lot of fun, you know. I think my most memorable patient is this patient whose name was Juvenile, and he was okay with me sharing all of this. Um, he was post-op day three, walking around, carrying his heart pillow, and uh, he just wanted to hear some gospel music. And so I pulled up some on my iPhone, and he was dancing and singing around on post-op day three to gospel music. It was pretty amazing to watch. Wow. What was the interesting perspective you gained from that? Very, very good question. Um, the amount of resources that we here at UVMMC work with is unbelievable compared to the amount of resources we had there. We had to wash, rewash a venti mask and reuse it, an ambu bag and reuse it. We had one bedpan that wow. we had to share that's, between that's... patients. I actually said to my patient, hang on, your neighbor is using the bedpan. <laughs> a little, it'll be a minute. So it was very, very interesting um, and eye-opening. And, and, you know, we got these people up post-op day one into a plastic lawn chairs instead of big blue recliners. And uh, they were happy and thankful and very, very appreciative. That gives you a good perspective, I'm sure, when you come back in. Absolutely. Now, if someone wanted to learn a little bit more about this, where could they go? Uh, the Team Heart website. Um, all the information is there about Team Heart and some pictures of beautiful patients and um, successful stories. Thanks so much for sharing about your trip and about your journey to becoming uh, staff nurse four and we want to highlight many more of you that are out there so if you know of someone uh, that you think should be on the podcast for all of us to get to know one another a little bit better we'd love to hear from you so Jada thanks for joining us yeah, thank Jada. you thanks so much at the hospital there's a lot of great nurses working on a lot of different projects and over the last couple months the hospital's working on refocusing on the culture of quiet we have Bridget Curvo, an M5 cardiology nurse here, to kind of talk a little bit about the project she's been working on. Why did the hospital and your group decide to refocus on the culture of quiet? Well, the culture of quiet was started in 2014, um, and there were some steps that were made um, in certain units, and it was not universalized. And so we found that over time, patients continued to complain that um, the hospital environment was very loud, and it made it very difficult for them to um, get the rest they needed to heal, um, and they continued to have increased pain and heart rates because of that. Um, and so after listening to what the patients were saying, we really felt this was an important issue, and so we're working toward improving uh, the noise levels on our units uh, for the patients, but we really need nurses' help to do that. Yeah, it's really important you kind of don't realize how much noise is out there. There was a recent study that in 1960, the average noise of a hospital was about 57 decimal points. But by 2005, it had gone all the way up to 72 decimal points. That's huge. I mean, that's the sound of a vacuum cleaner running all the time. So what did your group do to, what are the tools they're giving to people? Um, so we've worked toward uh, making all our, helping all units to initiate dimming of lights during quiet hours and overnight, um, in, including um, consistent signage throughout the hospital, um, rounding to check in with patients and offer headphones and uh, earplugs. And then we've also created a rack card um, as well as a, a recommendation sheet with scripting ideas, which uh, we provided uh, to the management on the unit so that they can offer those to both patients and visitors and staff. Yeah, those scriptings are great about ways to talk about patients that are too loud, family members that are loud. It really is really straightforward. And as you said, you can get those by reaching out to your management and they'll have those cards in the near future. 
Bridget, I really appreciate you stopping by today to talk to us about this great project your team's been working on. It's just a highlight of one of the amazing things we're doing here at the hospital. So thanks again. Yeah, thanks for your hard work and thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. There's a lot of great stuff happening at this hospital, uh, thought up by nurses, designed by nurses, and executed by nurses. All to improve patient outcomes. You know, one project that's in open comment right now that I'm really excited about is Baird Force working on a debriefing process after a crisis situation. I'll be excited to see once it launches what they come from there and what they implement. Yeah. We've got a call for opportunity going out. We've got three open spots on the Wellness and Experience Council, which is a newer council. They're looking for LNAs or support staff, which includes mental health techs, CPSA, MA, unit secretaries, EMTs. So if this is something that sounds like you would want to get involved with or you know of someone that would be a good candidate, please reach out. You can either go to SharePoint or email somebody at npg at uvmhealth.org. Now, another aspect of this podcast is we really want to focus on wellness, giving you a couple moments on ways to recharge your batteries when you're not at work. And our employee health group does a really great job, and they have some exciting stuff happening in the month of June. Yeah, they're always coming out with new things. We've got a fun-filled five-week physical activity campaign, which pretty much runs throughout June. It's um, We've got some workshops. The one that I thought sounded really interesting was hiking end to end on Vermont's Long Trail. Have you ever done that? I've only done parts of the Long Trail, but yeah. it's definitely on my bucket list. Me too. And now, so if I go to that one, don't I get enrolled into something too? Yeah, there's there's giveaways. They've got gift cards to local places, $100 to Outdoor Gear Exchange, Earl Cyclery, Ski Rack, and they're giving away a Fitbit. Oh, cool. There's also access to some um, local exercise facilities for free. So check out the Employee Wellness website. Yeah. Cool. We also want to talk about just making sure you do stuff outside of work. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is go to the Burlington Farmers Markets on Saturday. I'm sure most of you have been there. One of our very own nurses here, Keenan Rosendahl, is a nurse on the McClure 5 cardiac unit, and she and her husband own Rockville Market Farm. They serve awesome gorditas at their stand. Have you yeah. had one of those? They're delicious. I love them. Nice breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. And a great place to go Saturday morning. Yeah, they also provide a bunch of our uh, produce and, um, you know, food farm to table right here at the hospital. Cool. Yeah. Now, we appreciate you downloading the second podcast. We've been able to get into iTunes. So now if you set it as a favorite, every time we upload one, it'll auto be, automatically be downloaded to your account. Things that we're hoping to talk about in the near future is the Miller Building, um, the Epic double, uh, double Upgrade. And we're also going to talk about the survey that people recently took in April about the NDNQI results. So when those come in, we'll be sure to share information with you. Yeah. Thanks again for your time. We're going to leave you with a really awesome quote. The feeling that any task is a nuisance will soon disappear if it is done in mindfulness. Thanks so much for joining us.